What's up, former party people? This is Jerry, you know, the one who actually combs his hair on the A is for Alcoholic podcast. Now, if you're finding value in listening to the AIFA podcast every week and you want to support sharing it with others, we invite you to become a sustaining monthly or per show contributor. Go to patreon.com backslash AIFA. It's super easy and it only takes a quick moment. It's about as easy as buying one of those pre-cooked space chickens from the grocery store, taking it outside, giving it a big old kiss, and kicking it into traffic. (laughs) Why would you do that? Anyway, you do you, and I'll do me. Again, go to patreon.com backslash AIFA. And with that, people, let's start the show. A is for Alcoholic is a program about recovery. My name is John, and I'm an alcoholic. And my name is Jerry, and I'm an alcoholic. Join us as we go through the alphabet of alcoholism one letter at a time. Well, I'm glad that you're feeling slightly better. It was messed up, dude. I haven't had I haven't had heartburn in years, not since I lost weight. And then for some I woke up in a hotel room at the Hilton. Just <laughs> bloated, like way bloated where I could see it, and like mm-hmm. full of gas and pain and like heartburn. And then like I was I have all this weakness and like I had to walk down in the lobby to get Pepto. Because I don't carry Pepto with me anymore because I'm not a drunk fucking asshole. Like, I don't. Like, when I was drunk, mm-hmm. that was that my bag was always, like, if we went on vacation, my bag was always a bottle of ibuprofen and a bottle of Pepto. Like, mm. always. No questions asked. And then, uh, like, a tin full of antacids. That was, like, my go-to. Like, I would carry Tums around in my pocket, like a roll of Tums. I don't know if you ever went through that in your life, but. Yeah, I mean, I don't think, I think I was, I think I just fucking fought through it. I don't think I... I would get bad, dude. I'd wake up like choking on the bile. Like I'd aspirate on it at night, you know, because I had just worn away all the lining of my esophagus from whiskey. So I would like, I was like ready with the roll of Tums. Like it was like a pack of, it'd be a pack of cigarettes, a Zippo and a roll of Tums. I'd be like, yo, you want, you want a Tums baby? You know, you go in the bar instead of lighting your cigarette, you just pop a Tums out. (laughs) Ready? Yes. Got the minty ones today. So I had to go down the lobby and get Pepto and wait in line and, the way hotels, even in the wasteland of Arizona, the hotels are working like um, limited capacity for like food and stuff, right? So mm-hmm. that's my my laundry service, my mom. <laughs> that's how I'm rolling in my 40s. Nice. But, um, <laughs> so they do all the food at the gift shop. So they're like, just like, okay, our continental breakfast is basically just bagels. And yeah. that's it. So I was in a line. I had to stand in line and like, I just kept I, it's I'm glad we're having this one today because I just have these flashbacks yesterday of it of like what it used to be like and I know you and I come back to the hangovers over and over again and it's such a weird concept now because we don't experience sim- a thing like that anymore very often no, but within this weird passing of this illness or food poisoning or whatever it was I had like that's the first time I've experienced anything like that and it was it was really Mm-hmm. interesting there were a couple of layers to it right because the first layer was like wow i remember this feeling of being incapacitated to some extent like to have that slight feeling of incapacitation then the other feeling in me was this grit i felt like i had grit like i was like i'm tough i can get through this because i've gotten through some of the worst hangovers in the world ever invented ever invented so yes, i could man. do this like i shit <laughs> in a bathroom with no door on the stall or on the bathroom like in a bar in the middle of the day like yeah, <laughs> I probably threw up too. You know what I mean? Like I can weather anything. And I know that's like, that's not my rock bottom. That's just the one I can pull from right now. Sitting right. in there, that bar in Seattle where you and Coda were getting the schooners. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? It's in Ballard. Yeah, called right the Sloop. 
Yeah, the sloop. So the, the bar has no doors in the bathroom. <laughs> it's just one of those doors that you'd walk in and take a right, and there's the bathroom, right? So you're kind of hidden. Because they're discouraging the, 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 the taking a number two. They're ex- yeah. discouraging. And you shit. walk up to the stall, flat out has no door. There's just no door. And it's a urinal and a stall with no door. And man, that was you a rough it? day. I raw, dude. Just out there in the world, just putting on my performance. You know, it was and like hung over, you know, with those guts, those hangover guts and nauseous mm-hmm. and like holding a beer just to at least add some levity to it. Like, yeah, I got a pint of beer in my lap. So just hanging out so, just... that was bad man that was a yeah. bad day you know and so yesterday i was like laying in that bed how many hotel rooms have you woken up and hung over it do you know what i mean all of them all of them drink? you know exactly. what i mean like if i was in a hotel room i was drinking mm-hmm. right i was i was drunk mm-hmm. the whole point of the trip wherever i was at was to get hammered in a different place than you were before right do you know what i mean so right it was a uh, it was definitely there was some a couple of things going on there within, you know, that weird mm-hmm. ill space. You know, you get sick and you live in that space of being sick, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I was thinking about that a lot yesterday and today. Yeah, it's yeah. Um, it's well, I, I you were talking about hangovers and the one that popped in my head was one. Again, I was traveling. I had come down to Eugene to visit you. So this uh-huh, was, I was there for like it. Yeah. 2004 or five or something like that. And it was, it was back at the Portland was, I was in the Portland train station. I had had mm-hmm. to transfer from the bus to the train to get back up to Seattle mm-hmm. and just sitting on those hard wooden benches that are at a 90 degree angle. They're almost like at a, like an 89 degree angle. I know, that discourage you from sleeping. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And I was just like, oh my God, this fucking feels horrible. And like having no money, like no money mm-hmm. for beer, no money for, I think I had like a triangle sandwich. You know what I mean? And a bottle yeah. of water, maybe. Yeah. Me and Coda drove you. I could smell you in the car, dude. You like put a cloud out in the car. And then we took you to Carl's Jr. and bought you a famous star or something. And we were sitting in the Carl's Jr. And you're like, I don't even know if I can eat this. And I was like, just wrap it up, put it in your pocket. And you're like, I don't <laughs> want to put it in my pocket, dude. You remember that? Yeah. I remember it very clearly because me and Coda dropped you off and Coda went, man, I feel bad for whoever asked to sit next to Johnny. Oh God. You, it was yeah. just coming off you. Like you were sweating it out. That was that whole weekend that um, another friend of ours showed up and you and her were like, it, it like, like really intent on getting a McRib. Like yes y'all were like the mcrib yes. is back and i kept telling you guys were like superman's enemies and superman too like yes <laughs> yeah that you were like Coda was, you were general zod or something yes yeah. yes mm-hmm. what was that um it was that apartment you had a different apartment that i'd only been in that one time it was and that's 29th where, and willamette yeah yeah and we watched we watched 300 and we mm-hmm. watched we played that video game where otis kept calling and like Coda would be like otis be calling you yeah i can't zombie remember what game? that was I think but it like, was a zombie game. There was this some dude named Otis just kept getting you on the phone and you like yeah. had to answer. And I was like, stop it. I don't want to fucking talk to Otis right now. I forgot what that was. <clears throat> Otis be calling me. It yep, was a I zombie forgot. game. I don't know. But uh-huh. I was, um... <laughs> so that was that whole weekend. And, and mm-hmm. you sit on the train. Right. I, I've been there in that position <sighs> so many times. Like I've spent more time in that position than I have in this position now where mm-hmm. I don't. I'm just like, I'm not going to shit my pants today. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know this is a hard way to, this is just a rough way to start the pod, but I mean, this I is the, know, this not. is the reality, right? This is the, yeah. you know, one of the things. So, um, welcome to AS for alcoholic. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Um, this is going to be our, uh, 
our last official show for a little while. There's going to be a couple more in here. We've got a couple movie reviews. I'm still mm -hmm. going to be doing interviews and stuff like that. Yeah. But, um, and it's not like it's going away forever. I don't no. think, but mm -hmm. we, Jerry has a lot on his plate. I'm in the midst, I'm taking this workshop, this writer's workshop right now that I have to spend at least the next two weeks doing nothing but this. Yeah. Like as soon as we're done here, I have to jump back into reading and writing. And there's like yeah. other parts of the workshop that are on Zoom and virtual that I have to go to. And um, Wagner's got a kid to get move. into school, got to move into um, a new place. There's, you know, however much painting and stuff to get. I've done. got mural jobs coming up. Yeah. yeah. Right. So um, I don't want anyone to think that we're not out there and then I probably won't be posting. You know, I haven't been posting on Instagram that much anyway, because I've just been busy. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's just going to be less because we need to take a step back from this. And I think, too, um, and I'm, I'm pretty sure that Jerry can agree with me that for our own sake of enjoying this and getting something out of it. Like, no, seriously. <laughs> no, that, I know. That's why I'm that, laughing. That, that for us to come up here every week and have to come up with some different perspective or angle on something. And it's mm -hmm. like, I, I feel the same way where I'm just like, didn't we already go over this shit? Didn't we already talk about this shit? And you know, yeah. I mean, part of it is just us chatting and that's great too. But you know, I want it to be, I want it to be a positive experience for me. And it, and it hasn't right. always been right. I mean, we've had, mm -hmm. we've had, we've had shows where we're like, yeah, I don't know about that one or yeah, yeah. Just let's get mm -hmm. through this. Yeah. Going so, through them motions. Yeah. But it's also part of <clears throat> the funny thing about this is it's been um, reflective of our friendship. Do you yes. know what I mean? It's been years, but it's been, it follows the same course of, of long-term relationship between friends goes, you know, like, most of the time we have common glue and we see eye to eye and sometimes it's not so hot. You know, the only thing we haven't done is had like a major falling out, which we don't do. We don't, it's not really capable for us to do that. Cause we're, we, we got our little tools in our tool belt now from the program. You know what I mean? It's true. I mean, it I is. Would... if I'm having, you know, if I'm just honest and open with you about things and not mean, and you're honest and open with me about things and not mean, then we, mm. okay, cool. You know, this is, we can figure this out, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, those tools alone, if they, if I had not had them or if we were still drinking, it would be very easy for me to take everything that you said out of context and take offense and be, you know what I mean? And be yeah. Defensive. Or just not do it anymore. Mm -hmm. <laughs> or just, we would just, just wouldn't do it anymore. You'd just be like, eh, <clears throat> eh. So, um, I think, uh, I think that being said and going forward and those people who are our patrons on Patreon, there will be some shows coming out. They're just not going to be, um, they're going to be interview shows that I'm doing with other people. Mm -hmm. um, they're going to be the couple of movie reviews that we have uh, already done. And we may do another one or two, but honestly, it's been three years that yeah. we've been doing this. And mm -hmm. like, I think it's really important to kind of take the summer off and new format. We'll have a new theme song <laughs> <laughs> New format. No, and I'd like to get like either a podcasting, like my wife's office, once we get in the new place, set up a little better for podcasting, mm -hmm. or at least get my own laptop, because I just work off of her computer too. So right. she'll be doing real estate stuff. And then I'm like, yo, shove over. I got to fucking talk about being an alcoholic for an hour and a half or mm -hmm. whatever. You know, like she was just watching the, she's was binging that show, the Mrs. Maisel, the wonderful yes. Mrs. Maisel. It's mm -hmm. pretty damn funny. Uh, I watched it all day yesterday in a fever, like in and out of being like fever mm -hmm. wild. 
yeah but uh she was just watching that now and i'm like oh i got a podcast and she's like ah oh. <laughs> you know very sweet though like gathered right. up her stuff mm-hmm. like i love you but you know she was uh yeah she was deep in that right now right she's like you know hey see tell me tell you about the men see about why don't you put an egg in your shoe and beat it see it's pretty funny show actually yeah. yeah but yeah something like that something like that I, i've yeah. never seen it that's my that's my impression that's of the show i've never seen it's like a 50s gangster doing know. stand-up yeah um so i mean I, I i so i say that up front not to disappoint or alienate anybody um but you know i mean shit changes right and i had my dream when we first started this was it's going to blow up and explode and it's going to afford us to be able to do it full time and by full time i mean once a week you know and like you have all these ideas of how it's going to happen and yeah. um i mean it certainly has not done that and uh i mean i'm grateful that i've been able to do it and not have to pay for it right yeah like dude. in the beginning yeah. it was like mm-hmm paying for it every month mm-hmm. so um but part of the workshop that i'm taking now is so that i can work on this a is for alcoholic book that's been sitting that's been shelved for however many years that jerry did the paintings for twice um and it was funny because one of the things <laughs> one of the things that were they were talking about um um submitting uh manuscripts and i had to email mishka uh personally and i said look you said no pictures, no photos. And I said, this is an illustrated um, uh, project. I can't do it without it because if I do it without it, it seems like it doesn't seem right. It would be like, what the does, fuck are you trying to say? It doesn't hit here? the same. Yeah. It doesn't hit the same. And I was like, the, the whole point was that it was revolving around these, these illustrations. And so he looked at it and <clears throat> uh, he's like, that's great. Perfect. Keep it in. So um, you know, there's 11 different people who are going to be looking at this thing and mm-hmm. I'm going to be sitting in, um, I don't want to say judgment, but, uh, sitting in judgment for an hour tomorrow or however long it is, um, about all of the things that are wrong with it. Yeah. <clears throat> or all so the things that are right with it. Well, yeah. I mean, they talked, you know, and one of the things, one of the things that was, was, was discussed. And I think that people are still, I mean, I, I, find it hard to just be critical of people's work right Mm -hmm. but but that it's not helpful to just say oh this was great this was lovely so i've been trying to be more specific with it and i hope that people are too so um yeah all of that is happening um not to mention i have a full-time job Mm -hmm. and i'm trying to do this get this book off the ground and so if and when you see less of us this summer understand that we are working on on our just living our lives and trying to figure shit out and you know that doesn't mean that the work doesn't stop in sobriety and recovery right because it's like no i'm still gonna be in recovery regardless (laughs) of the podcast it's all aifa summer break you know summer break weekend at bernie's but we're just (laughs) dragging walter around i don't know miami beach yeah so um so yeah and I, I but i i i know that we hearken back to the idea of the hangover but it's absolutely the most visceral reminder whenever i am sick or unwell or even get a headache and i'm like fuck this is i know where to, where have i felt this before and i'm mm-hmm. like okay well i didn't do it i didn't drink so it had to be something else and you know whatever it is but that sickness is 
So it's something I think that everybody can relate to. Like when you talk about, you're like, I felt so bloated in the hotel room and I could see it. See it, man. I walked by in the mirror and I could see, like, I, I thought mm-hmm. I could see it, but I'm also, you know, I got that body <laughs> dysmorphia pretty good too, though. So yeah. Just, yeah, but it's the gastrointestinal stuff is just such a flashback. It really mm-hmm. is flashbacks to that, you know? It just reminds me of that. And then you mix it with a headache and I'm like, wow, what have I done? You know, and people are, you know, it's for my sister's birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, she's in her forties now. I don't know how she's 43, I think, or 42. Mm-hmm. She doesn't drink like she does. She just has never drank. My sister drank a little bit in high school, but just, she's like, nah, this doesn't work for me. It's gross. It makes me feel gross. Huh. She doesn't drink. I think she smokes pot every once in a while. If that not even anymore. I think it was during her like high school drinking beers days that she smoked pot. So, and her husband drinks like on occasion, but nobody was really, nobody really drank. I mean, there were beer there. There was beer there and shit, you know, people had brought cocktails. That's just as part of the thing, you know, we're going to have a party. We're going to bring cocktails, you know, but so I wasn't around a drunk environment. I ate way more sugar than I should have though. I like crush some tres leches cake, dude. Oh man, oh, I bet that was good. Mm-hmm. I just I nothing like a really wet good. cake, dude. I love yeah. wet cake. Yeah, when it's just soaking in that milk and yeah. in the bottom yeah. of the pan. Yeah, I just love wet cake. <clears throat> mm-hmm. But yeah, so all in all, I mean, and it was like 115 in Phoenix yesterday. We're in this crazy heat wave. It was like 110 here in Tucson. It's supposed to hit 110 today. So, and I haven't left the house. I went outside once to grab something, and I felt like absolute garbage being out there so oh man well i mean are you able to i mean i guess you haven't yet but are you gonna be getting up earlier to kind of get outside or last week i ran i got up i ran twice last week in the weights three times mm-hmm. a week it's because i sw- i flip-flop it in in between some days one week i'll run three times a week lift weights two days then another day i'll run you know what I mean? Like I'll lift weights mm-hmm. three days. I would do a five day routine. But anyway, I was getting up at five in the morning and leaving Damn. the house at like right at six, like five yeah. forty-five, six. Yeah. Cause I'd have to wake up, get dressed, put in my contact lenses and then, you know, drink my coffee and do my, my stretches. So yeah. But even at five forty-five, you're already hitting like 75, 78 degrees, you know? Yeah. Like it's almost 80. Yeah. And running in 85 degrees, it doesn't seem bad, but for some reason it's <laughs> rough here, dude, because there's no shade. That's There's the no thing. shade in the desert, dude. That's that's exactly what it is. Because I know that when it's 85 out there, I'm like, that's not that bad. And I go out there and I'll do it. It's not as easy as 70 degrees or 75, but Six, I go out there and do it. But there's, there's lots of trees, mm-hmm. you know? So yeah, it's like I can sneak around the trees and all mm-hmm. that stuff. And, you know, cactuses are not really, they don't really offer There's shade. nothing. The mesquite trees are so sparse. The sun just beats through it. So in Eugene, I had a track I ran every time and mm-hmm. so on the sunnier days i would run the opposite side of the track because i knew that's where all the trees were growing so i could start off in the shade do you know what i mean mm-hmm. or i would run it the other way where i'd start off in the heat and go around the shade on sunny days but here there's no i'm on the side of the road in the sand just running until i get to the trail and the trail is no trees you know yeah so yeah so it's been early morning runs i don't know if i'll be able to run i don't know I'll, i might have to treadmill it with a fan yeah i mean you yeah. gotta do what you gotta do i mean that's just that's fucking hard that's and painful the, dude the new place we're moving to i know this isn't really Tell me. recovery talk but the new place we're moving to is 35 miles south east of here it's still in tucson because tucson's a huge town mm-hmm. um it's almost a million people we're something like eight hundred thousand. Wow. i think proper without the outside neighborhoods it's like five hundred thousand. 
And then when you start adding the other outside neighbor, it was like Seattle, you know, Seattle, they told you, oh, there's only like 800,000 people living in Seattle, but then it turns out to be like 2 million once you add everybody in. Mm-hmm. Same thing. But anyways, 35 miles southeast of here. And there's nice, long, flat trails. Like when you come to visit me in, in like the fall, winter, when I'd recommend. Yes. The trails are great, man. It's just flat and straight and beautiful vistas. And all you can see is mountains and shit. But there's nothing. I mean, it's just a concrete strip and then flat desert all the way out to a mountain range, you know. So mm-hmm. and I'll be moving there early mid july so i'll be out there running in august going like what the fuck have i done dude you know is that is that are you are you dealing with that that feeling that that sentiment right now like what the fuck have i done i mean since since like january dude it's been like once a day i went i like it's hard but i'm it's growing on me yeah i i had this like sea change where i had to learn how to accept it acceptance right i have a very difficult time with acceptance i do and it me not accepting things can last months and and I just beat myself up over it and I just build resentments and I make myself so unhappy and I make the process so much longer because I, I can't accept it. And then I have to sit down and do like, this is going to sound, no, it's not going to sound corny in context. I'll do like a hundred fucking serenity prayers throughout three days and then realize, Oh shit. You know, my mom told me that's the only way she got through her chemo was she did serenity prayers all day long. Cause she's like, what else can I do? I can't, ex- you know, I can't change this thing. So I have to mm-hmm. accept it. And so I made the active decision to come here, came here and things changed radically multiple times in a row, which is mm-hmm. that's just reality. So I had to learn to accept it. I had to, I had to just fucking embrace it and let go of all the shit that was making me feel bad. I mean, it's still there a little bit sometimes. Like I'll get up and be like, fuck fucking 105 are you kidding me this is stupid like i miss oregon i miss the smell and i miss all that shit but like this is where my path is going right now some i pulled myself in this direction i changed the things i had the power to change or whatever well and you did it for reasons i had the courage to change the things i can and ended up yes. in arizona and I was like, up- <laughs> you know and, and now gotta- i'm like now i gotta accept the things i cannot change because i'm here and that that can't be changed so i think to live in arizona you need to be a little courageous don't you there's you have to have something right like snake boots and yeah Mm -hmm. and a strong stomach apparently because every time i move here i always end up getting fucking food poisoning yeah well Mm -hmm. um yeah you just it's 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 wild to me i mean that's just where and again you're like this is where my life has led me and i i think about my situation right now right like mm-hmm. i'm probably i'm i'm not going to live here forever at no. some point something's going to change i'm going mm-hmm. to be either forced out or find something or you know perhaps now is the time to make an, another choice and another path i don't know but mm-hmm. um and and then I'll be somewhere else and I'll be dealing with different things and I'll, I'll right. have to like, yeah, you know, it fucking sucks when it's 105 or 118 mm-hmm. for Christ's sake, you know? Um, but that's all you can do is you can accept mm-hmm. it or you can resist it. And when, when I resist it, I'm fucking miserable. And when I accept it, I'm not always not miserable. <laughs> do you yeah. know what i mean but yeah, it's no. mm-hmm. but it's the the misery is a little bit softer it's, right yes, it's a gentler... not alleviated but it's gentler <laughs> yeah exactly so i'm dealing with my the gentle misery of acceptance that's a great way of putting it it's like the gentle yeah the gentle misery the soft push of it mm-hmm. the soft clawing of acceptance <clears throat> you know um, the, because yes the way i think about it is like not just in my alcoholism but i think the psychology part of my psychology the part of my um 
I don't know what the word, my pathology, I think that's a negative way of putting it, but part of the way my mind works, I think has led me into alcoholism and is also um, affected by my alcoholism. Whereas in, and I think a lot of people have this is you have always have what the, the overarching big problems, right? You'll mm-hmm. always have the big unsolvable and it's like a big umbrella. And once the big unsolvable kind of alleviates or, or even gets solved or solves itself, you get the next big unsolvable. And then under that umbrella, there's 8 million other little tiny problems, 8 million other little dramas and, and mishaps and things that are frustrating. Do you know what I mean? And those mm-hmm. things, they either resolve quickly or they take a short, a longer period of time over a period of weeks or whatever. But I feel like there's always those big overarching things that I need to deal with. And that's what um, working a program and getting sober and going into recovery was me dealing with those, trying to deal with those big overarching problems because eventually they, they um, cover everything. They just affect every single thing. So mm-hmm. it was like my, my impatience or my sense of uh, non-acceptance. Those are kind of the bigger ones, you know, that that's that big arc that I'm always dealing with. Mm-hmm. And then within that big arc, it's like, well, what is Jerry not accepting today or this week or this month, you know? And so then you got to look at all those little things and, I, and just kind of uh, uh, assess them and kind of, you know, resolve them in whatever way they need to be resolved or you live with them. Yeah. And you accept the things you cannot change and you have to live with that, you know, and just be like, and you can be critical of yourself without being judgmental, right? Absolutely. This, this is yes. a, yeah, a I difference, think that's difference way healthier. thinking mm-hmm. about lately. Mm-hmm in the last few days is just like, it's okay to be critical, right? Because I'm again, with this workshop, like I'm being asked to be critical of people's work, but it doesn't mean I have to be judgmental or go like, this is shit. I'm just like, right. I want to understand this. This mm-hmm. is why I don't understand it. Um, right. What the hell are you trying to say here? Mm-hmm. You know, this doesn't make any sense. Rather for this to make sense, I need this information or I need to see it in this way. And then I would understand it better because that's my ultimate goal is to understand what's going on in front of me, whether it be on the page or in life. So it's like, okay, what are the things that I can change about my daily routine or the way that I look at the world or mm-hmm. my recovery sobriety? Do I, do I need to reassess something else? And then I can... I'll feel better. And then I will feel the, the gentle misery of, of the acceptance, gentle, the gentle petty. Oh, the- I forgot. I wanted to tell you. So I wanted to tell you the story, get, get your, uh, get your perspective on this story. Uh, we had this new kid working at the restaurant the other day, the other night, he's like 16, right? Oh, little guy, little guy. Mm-hmm. And, um, I get this note from the host that somebody at one of the tables has an alcohol allergy. And I'm kind of, I kind of chuckled to myself and I'm like, yeah, whatever. I mean, I don't know. I mean, there could be a genuine where he's like, yes, I have an allergic reaction to alcohol and I will die. And I'm like, well, me too. I don't know how quick yours is, but you right, know, like- exactly. It's not, mine's not quite <laughs> anaphylaxis, but yeah. Right. So, and I don't know what it is and it's really none of my business. It's my job just to make sure that no alcohol gets on this person's plate. <clears throat> or in their glass or whatever. So, you know, I bring them a lemonade and, you know, tell them that, you know, if you're going to get the duck confit, this, those cherries are poached in red wine. So mm-hmm. that's a choice you can make here and now. I don't know how bad it is. And at one point, the kid says to me, he overhears the host talk about the alcohol allergy. And he's like, I didn't know you could be allergic to alcohol. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, it's a real thing. And I didn't say much more. I was like, it's absolutely a real thing. And he's like, really an allergy because 
he wouldn't have it. What did he say? Like, it's not that it's a, we would just call it, we would just call you a pussy. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. but it's a real thing. And so it was just this, like in the 16 year old kid's head, if I say I have an allergic reaction to alcohol, he's like, oh, you're, you're a pussy. So it's like right. a sign of weakness right not be able to drink and i mean as much as we live in a bubble of recovery and sobriety and all this other stuff it's just it's still out there to high yeah. school kids about like it's fucking tough and cool to drink it'll always be that way that's the, yeah. the culture that makes it it'll always be that way mm -hmm. and listen no trap music <laughs> i don't um me neither I mean, really Except for the Chapo Trap House theme song, which I have downloaded so I can listen to it, you know, yeah, separately. This is fucking dork. That's awesome. <laughs> I'll, but I'll put it up. But I'm like, yo, car. this song's kind of the cut, though, dude. It's kind of the cut. It was a Gucci Mane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have mm -hmm. it. I have it downloaded. But so I you can know, listen to it. but there was just funny that the kid 16 year old like, kids. Yeah, a six year old kid's going to think that just because mm -hmm. you got hair and your nuts don't mean you're a grown up, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're just trying to figure it out. Is that Gucci Mane, too? That's just Jerry Maine. Jerry Maine. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I know adults who are like that. I know uh -huh. grown men who are like, I fucking pussy. Yeah. Well, you don't drink. I don't trust another man. I was telling you about that last week or the week mm -hmm. before. Never trust a man that doesn't drink. Um. Yeah. I, I guess, dog. Like, that's what that's you're just baiting. total bullshit. It's just it is total bullshit. bullshit. It's not but... like there's nothing. There's no value to um. for me. There's no value in that of like, I mean, I, again, it wouldn't matter if somebody drank or not. I know lots of people who drink that I would, I would probably trust. I know lots yeah, of people of who don't drink yeah. that I would probably trust. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, that's not a, that's not a prerequisite. And I, I didn't really, it wasn't my place to have the conversation with the kid. I didn't want to like nah, grab him by his not, fucking collar. He didn't like, give a fuck understand. anyway. It's life or death kid. It's life or death out here. And go fucking bus table 22. You pussy. <laughs> You pussy. Yeah, you know, like, but, but he doesn't know. He's a little kid. That's how right. him and all his friends, they're all children. I mean, what did you do at 16? Fucking drink. I know you said some dumb ass shit to somebody oh, at 16 because yeah. I said tons of dumb shit tons. to adults. Mm -hmm. And the adults were good like you. They had little grades. They were just like, <laughs> okay, stupid. Yeah, you know, like, basically. Yeah. <clears throat> so how funny um, that is, though. But no, it, it'll always be pervasive. And I, I like uh, what you're saying, though, is I agree with that. You and I were kind of in a bubble. We're kind of in a little dome of not well, big dome, but we're under, an, you know, another umbrella. The dome gets bigger. It's getting bigger and bigger every year, I think. Yeah. And, you know, it's mm -hmm. getting more accepting and you just tons and tons of articles about, you know, sober curious and being sober mm -hmm. and, you know, the shit about the pandemic. And it really has exposed a lot of these things. And I don't think anyone's interested in Amy Schumer's Bud Light commercial for the Super Bowl anymore. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't even think about that. That happened. I didn't even, well, because of COVID, but even without COVID, I just don't, yeah, I don't think about those things. Dude, I watched TV in the hotel room because mm -hmm. I was sitting there feeling like shit. Oh, you had actual cable. There was actual direct TV. I yeah. haven't had cable in like since before the podcast. I haven't had mm -hmm. cable. And uh, I forgot about how stupid TV is. It's fucking stupid. There's nothing I want to watch. Like, I don't give a fuck about Ice Road Truckers, 24 hour <laughs> Ice Road Truckers marathon. You know, like, I don't. Mm -hmm. None of that. None of it. I couldn't find any. I think I found like impractical jokers that night. And that was kind of funny. But then I was like, this is but stupid. same thing. The commercials is mm -hmm. just. 
they I, I, it's just part of culture man it's just it's what it is such trash it's such trash and i'm not i don't want to i i like to watch trashy shit too you know yeah. i mean i like to just not but i mean does anybody fucking give a shit about commercials and like i and especially like booze and beer and it's just it just feels more the more i read about it and the more that i see it i'm like it's really insidious and i, I have a harder time being sort of like Oh, you know, alcohol is just that inert object, that inert liquid. Right. I'm like, I know that it is technically in the bottle, but it's so insidious the way that it is pushed and shoved and yeah, marketed. And but you that's know. all of it, though. It's insidious. I don't want to get too too socialist on you here, but that's just how they push capitalism. It's insidious yes. how they push anything. Yeah. They tell you you need all these things. There are things you need to survive to to be a human on this planet and not die from exposure. Or, mm-hmm. You know. Uh, but then everything else they push on you is not necessary. It's just all yeah. accessories to affectation and stuff. I don't know, man. I was just in Phoenix, Arizona, which is pretty much one big ass fucking Buffalo Wild Wings, dude. <laughs> like it's all Buffalo Wild Wings culture. It's all just, mm-hmm. you know what it is? It's all, oh man, I want to do this on this podcast. It's just mediocre shit. You know what I'm saying? It's just mediocre white culture. Mm-hmm. And I know people get turned off by that. And I don't even apologize. I don't think I know you get I mean, turned off because you, you haven't been to Phoenix, <laughs> but I mean, I don't think you need to apologize. I, I right. think they, it's, it's at this point, it's man, the status like, quo, dude. It's just so status quo. And like you said, it's that insidious marketing of alcohol to escape that feeling of status quo and that mundane feeling of life where it's just the same fucking thing over and over again. So you go and get loaded, you go and get loaded with the friends. Your wife has a couple trulies. You drink some fucking buds or whatever. Anybody's course. I guess they're all drinking core. Just but even when I was drinking, I felt the same way. Mm-hmm. I didn't drink like they drank, John. No, I, I didn't crush twenty four Bud Lights, John. I wasn't. You know what I mean? I was an individual. In my alcoholism. Right, right. You were an individual. <clears throat> you know what I'm saying though? Like, yeah, I, do. I drink Evan Williams. Thank you very right. much. Thank Black you very much. I, I am defined by barrel. what I drink and I am unique and special. And I, I mean, yeah, it's, and I think that part of the whole idea of initially the whole idea of recovery and getting sober was because I just didn't want to fucking be in pain and I didn't want to die. There was yeah, no, right. There was nothing about it that I was like, I need to change my identity. I need to be a better person. I need to, um, I need to expand my horizons. There was none of that. No. It wasn't until I started to get sober where I was like, oh, okay. Now I want to do more and be better. And I start to see these things and I'm like, I don't want that mediocrity. I'm not interested in that. I'm not better than it by far. I'm probably fucking worse in many, many ways, but it helps me to look for better ways to spend my time again, or there's nothing wrong with fucking watching TV. Right. I mean, yeah. If you want to, if you like ice road truckers, more power, if it makes you happy, like makes you happy, watch it. I just think it's silly. It's not my thing. Right. But I mean, that's, and that's, that's fine. I just think that the, if for me, it's, it was about survival or at least feeling not like, not feeling like hell, not feeling bloated and sick and hung over all the fucking time. Right. But and now, guilty. but now six years on, I'm like, okay, so how can I be better? And we, you know, we talked, I talked about this in um, 
in the uh, in the workshop this morning, and um, I won't. I'm not going to talk about anybody else, but something that occurred to me was that I had spent 20 years creating a life that I hated. Yeah. So drinking, I created this life that I hated, not just the drinking, but also I didn't spend my time expanding my horizons. I didn't spend my time learning anything new. I found a job that would support my drinking and that was it. And I was fine. Right. Yeah. And mm -hmm. so once I got sober, once now this is, this will be six years. It'll be six years next month, which is yeah. a big fucking deal. Seven it years is. for you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I am now like, okay, I've still been kind of living a lot of this life that I hate, whether it be the job or the way that I behave or the way that I'm, you know, how I feel about myself, my body, my mind, et cetera, my money, all that stuff. And so now it's like, oh, okay, I need to do things to help cultivate a life that I love to live. Right. And that took a while to get there. That's, I mean, it's almost six years on and I'm now, not just now doing it, but now, now I'm working on that. And um, so it's, what do I, I guess what I'm saying is, is that it's on the board behind me. Recovery is an, uh, what did I say? A process of expansion and not restriction. And so I'm looking for that larger, bigger expansion. And so I think that that's, hopefully, I think that's somebody that something that everybody should at some point in their recovery and or sobriety look for. I mean, when Absolutely. I think about, when I think about you in the tattoo shop and Eugene and just like this, the fucking, you were sober, you were recovered or recovering yeah. recovering yeah it was it was a thing that we talked about every single week oh dude you know yeah and so mm -hmm. and so that i think i feel like the next level is okay so let's start building this life that i can that i can like doesn't even have to be that i love it but that i like it and so yeah. the other thing is that quitting drinking was something i did for myself i didn't mm -hmm. do it for anybody else right Mm -hmm. or at least not the, the motivations that stuck and the reasons that I kept doing it was because I did it for myself. Mm -hmm. I didn't do it because somebody asked me to, nobody, nobody asked me to, everybody just left. Yeah. Nobody, <laughs> you know yeah, you're mean? right. Yeah. Nobody asked you to, yeah. Nobody asked me to either. It just, right. And it we just were happened. Very similar. It just had, it just had to happen. And so now I look at the, like, again, taking a writing workshop, spending all that money and investing mm -hmm. all this time. The hope is that it will help me to build a life that I want to live. Well, yeah, you're taking a class, right? So you're learning, learning something. something. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, you know, maybe you with the, with the murals. And I know that like, it was challenging and it kind of came up in a way that you were not expecting and you're working with somebody else. And so there's all these other challenges. It's not necessarily something you don't want to do. They're yeah. just not used to it. And so you're like, Oh, yeah. now I got to work this way. And so there's fucking resistance and you're like, Oh man. Okay. How do I deal with this resistance? Well, what are the tools? Yeah. <laughs> acceptance. So, acceptance. Big one. Acceptance. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. So I think, I feel like that's, that's a next step kind of thing for me in this whole, in just life in general. This has, it honestly has not much to do with sobriety and alcoholism other than 
I spent nearly over, I have spent over half my life fucking drunk. So I still have to get out from under the shadow of that. And that may take mm-hmm. another 20 years, if ever. It may, yeah. Or, or the process you know. in of itself of doing it may be the fulfilling thing you're, you know what I mean? Like, right. Right. So like, yeah. I don't um, know. Yeah. The process of doing it. It's just kind of living life. That's the, mm-hmm. I think the best part of recovery for me so far is just living life. Right. I get to actually live the life instead of just, you know, jump from fucking drunk to drunk to drunk, you know, mm-hmm. and worry about drunk and have my prep kit and be like, yo, I can't go anywhere unless I got my Tums in the car and my Pepto in the bag. And mm-hmm. yeah, dude. Oof. It's just oh. miserable. It's yeah, absolutely dude. miserable. Requires too much prep work. You know? <clears throat> God damn. I mean, I think about all the time that it takes me to, um, Little things like when I get ready for work and I have to go through and I do the little checklist of stuff and Mm -hmm. I have to make sure I have everything and I do, you know, what we call in the restaurant uh, uh, business, mise en place, everything in its own place, Uh all this stuff. And I remember waking up with like so little time to get ready and I'd have to drive to work. Yeah. And I would, I would fucking just throw it all together, may, you know, take a shower, throw it all together, be so fucking hazy and bloodshot eyes. And mm-hmm. I'm driving to work and I have to drive like 25 minutes to work. And I'm thinking, just don't fucking crash and stay on the line. Don't crash into the car to the left. Mm-hmm. You know, never like making a breakfast. I would just drive through McDonald's and sometimes either fucking eat it in the McDonald's parking lot. Yeah. And then drive off or trying mm-hmm. to eat like a quarter pounder while I'm driving. Oh, yeah. And I just so hung over thinking if I can just get to work and get behind the bar and I can find a way to pour myself a shot of well vodka, I'll be okay for tonight. Click right in. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And <clears throat> I don't do that anymore. Yeah. You take that one shot of well vodka and it's all, can't you hear me knocking <laughs> on your window? <laughs> Y'all clicked into place. Mm-hmm. You get all suave. Basically. Fucking, your collars come out over your mm-hmm. lapels and shit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that I was it. That fucking life. Yeah. So mm. now you're just like, yeah, everything's what it is. It mise en place? Mise en place. It's French mise for in its Did place. Did you learn that from Walter? That's probably like a Walter yeah. factoid. Listen, mm-hmm. I brought him a few times, but only because I think it, the TikToks you've been taking with him are fucking hilarious. It's Do just you like those? <laughs> pretending to be in the wind in slow motion. I don't know why. But the first one, I thought he was actually pretending to be stuck on the hood of your car while you were mm-hmm. driving. But I was like, that doesn't make much sense, though, because the world isn't moving. It's just him. And then I realized it was him holding on for dear life while the wind was blowing him. Blowing away. him. Right, right. And I mean, the song in the background was Windy by the association, but I didn't like, I don't know. It was oh, just I didn't end. know that. I well, it was it just was. the tail end. I didn't want it to be too on the nose, mm-hmm. just a little bit on the no- like on the cheek, not on the nose. But yeah, no, I mean, he's great, and we, you know, he's he's hilarious. So that's it's why I was like, plus, in plus, plus, um, everything in its place, John. It's French. Everything I, in its I, place. I didn't, I didn't know that, but mm-hmm. so I'm I'm thinking like after this last year, and it's been so. Like fucking 2020, man. It's yeah, there was there was a lot of stagnation, but it was also I've used this phrase before and I'm gonna use it again because I think it's it's really apropos, which is it's it's been a liminal time, it's been a liminal space. Yeah, right. It's been a transitional space. Mm -hmm. It's been um hibernation, it's not the right word, maybe cocoon-like, maybe, but for what? I don't know. Mm -hmm. We're always changing, we're always evolving. Yeah. Where, you know, I think 
was it Mark Marin or one of these people said, if we're not getting, if we're, I don't remember who said it, but if we're not getting better, we're getting worse. So you're making a decision one way or the other. Right. right? And well, I that was feel like Rick, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> it might if be you, Ricky. If Bobby. you're not first, you're last. If you're not first, you're last. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that that's partially true because every day, I decide about what to eat or whether or not to exercise or how to mm -hmm. spend my time or how I spend my money. And those patterns turn into habits and the habits become my fucking life. And so I'm mm -hmm. trying to resurrect some of those, some of the tools of sobriety that I use to get sober or some of the tools of recovery I use to get sober so that I can move my life a little bit further forward. Yes. So, yes. um, I look at 2020 like a big turd. <laughs> Tell me about it. You just but it was a big, of... it was a big turd that I let. It was like fertilizer, though. That's why I look mm -hmm. at it. Oh, like that okay, picture, that's like good. it's a big piece of shit. But there's uh -huh. a little plant sprouting out of it that could not have grown without that shit. So, for me, it was <laughs> this big change, but a new kind of thing happening. It's new and old at the same time. Right. Yeah, COVID sucked every a lot of people died it broke my heart like it made me really fucking sad a few times oh actually mm -hmm. the whole time i literally grieved and i don't yeah. think a lot of people said that but i did i grieved like it fucked me up dude like i would cry about it it would fuck me up but like no one really talked about that and no mm -hmm. one really i mean not really but no one really talked to anybody i mean we did on zoom but we're just all what's up fam you know like but it, it was yeah. a sh it was like not just a shitty year it was horrible it was traumatizing and i don't think we get, we pay that enough credence right now because I think everybody is breathing relief that, you know, we don't have, we, we changed one old idiot for like a quieter old idiot. Do you know what I mean? Like, like, you know, we changed the power structures. Now it's not the loud asshole to party. It's, but it's still a guy who's definitely got some, doesn't matter. What I'm basically right. saying is like, <laughs> we're relieved because the urgency has kind of been pulled back and now the numbers are starting to go down. Things I stayed in a fucking hotel. I went to a gathering of people. They all watched some MMA fight. I, you know, like. As long as it wasn't magic, the gathering, Jerry, I no. think we're okay. <laughs> Apparently it was like food poisoning, the gathering. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you stayed in a hotel. You slept in somebody else's sheets. Yeah, dude. Those Hilton beds are really comfortable, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, I'll give him that. That's my ad for Hilton for the pod. Hilton hit us up. We'll start right back up again next week, you know, but, but, uh. <clears throat> yeah man like it, it, for me there was something new here though there's something new here and we we dealt with some stuff you know we lost a house and now we had to scramble to rent a house and do you know what i mean like our mm -hmm. dynamic change we've been in a very small space for about six months now <clears throat> and these are all things that would have drove me to get fucked up in the past and i just that wasn't my fallback this time because i knew it would just make it worse it wouldn't help it right it would just hinder it and make it way worse so and on top of that, like, you know, new thing, just like you, you're taking these writing courses now and you're kind of honing what your desires are and what you want to do with your life. You're honing it. Your, your hair is expanding <laughs> instead of restricting. I mean, I've, I saw I've your been, first fucking oh, ponytail wow. the other day. That shit was, I don't know. I don't know whether or not make fun of you or just say, just keep going at this point. Cause you I look like a substitute teacher, dude. <laughs> Somebody else said I look like a divorced dad trying to fucking get back together with the kids, yeah. trying mm -hmm. to reconnect. Mm -hmm. My wife left me to go stay with her mother and fucking taking him losing one at the fucking water park, dude. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah. Um, I don't know. Your dad was like, you should just keep growing it out, man. That's what my and dad I get, said. Yeah. And uh, it was before you came bald. on at he's the beginning. He's bald, man. Yeah. Well, and no so I've either left. gotten, I've either gotten, dude, it looks so great. Or I said somebody, something to somebody. I said, I was thinking about getting it cut. And they're like, oh man, I was really loving the John with long hair. And I was like, even with this? And they're like, yeah, it's great. And then either people are like, what are you doing, dude? Like, you need to get a fucking haircut. It's my filter is different though. Like I've, I, if I don't get my hair cut it, I tried to grow my hair out for a year and a half and I, nobody was, nobody encouraged me. Everybody's like, what the fuck have you done? And I just like, by all means just kept doing it. So you do you, if, if you look at it, you're like, you know what? I kind of like this look. It's all taste. It just, mm-hmm. I love making fun of you about it. Cause I look at you now and I'm like, dang, you look like an old man, mm-hmm. but not like, um, a, not mm-hmm. like old, like an infirmed elderly. You just look like a middle-aged dude. And is that weird? Because I was doing no. this. No. Well, I mean, well, it's we're middle-aged weird dudes. for me uh-huh. to think that I am at this point, I'm 44 and a half. I'm 45. Mm-hmm. I'll be 45 next year or whatever. 46, dude. I'm 46, yeah. right? Like yeah. that's crazy because in my mind, in a lot of ways, I'm like still 29 or fucking 32 mm-hmm. or something like that, you know? I say um, do the ponytail. Mm-hmm. Fuck it. Get it long enough for a ponytail, dude. I think I'm, I got a little one. I think I you should. Well, it's yeah. called a chump stump, I think. Is the, hey, uh, the I had uh, well, I had one too. Remember, we did the pod from the hotel room in yes. Portland, and I had yes. the little tiny, the, mm-hmm. the, the the coke exec. I was like the record exec who was like, "Yeah, you guys like cocaine or what?" <laughs> um, I want to read you. Speaking of, um, <clears throat> speaking of looking at ourselves in the mirror and seeing ourselves age, <clears throat> and I'm. I wish I would have, I didn't know I was going to read this, but there, I wrote this little something and I want to get your, uh, I want, I like to get your opinion on this stuff because you don't pull any oh, punches and, um, you, uh, you always kind of, give me kind of a dick. I try of, not to be, I don't think, I don't, but I don't think you're a dick. I mean, you, everything you say is you from love, but also it's some <laughs> shit is funny, right? Like sometimes right. cracking jokes are just funny. So the, I, the prompt was the writing prompt was look in the mirror and tell me what you see. Yeah. So that's, that's what this is. So I see a middle-aged man whose hairline recedes in stark contrast to the last 14 months of growth on the rest of his head. Where did the term dishwater blonde come from? Regardless, it fits beard trimmed, but not defined. There is a definite Howard Hessman vibe being given off more head of the class than WKRP in Cincinnati. Maybe a disheveled self-awareness, gray-green eyes peer, um, peer over the drugstore cheaters used to see the page, a slightly ruddy complexion from the California sun, and what has been described as a perfect nose. It does seem to be rounded and angled in all the right places, at least insofar as a Northern European beauty standards go. Uh, slight jowls from... Uh, Uh, Slight jowls form on either side of his face, coalescing in a bit of loose skin just under the chin. A midsection that tells the world of the secret late-night gobs of peanut butter and jelly straight from the jar. (laughs) Bowls of popcorn and frozen blueberries uh, hang over the waistband of his boxer briefs. A leg up on the countertop reveals the brightly colored calves that are bigger than his biceps. I see the man who was mistaken for someone's father at the market and laugh. I see the wrinkles and sleepless nights, but also the, the lines from laughter. I see what I have always felt 
the deep dichotomy of a strange life. I also see the spots of toothpaste and water on the mirror and think it might be time to clean the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Fairly accurate. Yeah, very accurate, actually. Well, it's, it's so much more accurate for you now than like if you had written that in 2012. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, it's almost reads like your eulogy. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, like it's just oh, weird getting geez. old. I'm just getting older or getting yeah. older. Yeah. Maybe that's what we should focus on once we start up again in the fall is just like, listen, we're going to stick with the lettering format, but we're going to start talking about being middle-aged and in recovery. A is for aging alcoholics. A is for aging alcoholics. A is for um, my agita. My agita. Yeah. My, uh, my arthritis. Um, But yeah, man, I, uh, I would only say to people out there, I mean, obviously you can connect with us. You can always email me. Uh, yeah. I, I still check the emails. Um, you know, we're both on Instagram. Um, we're still there. So, I mean, it's not like we're going away. It's just, it's a much needed break. I think for both of us to kind of, yeah. Like you said, said four years, three years or four years, three, three years. years, three, three years. years. We started. So how many times have we been through that? How many episodes are we at now? Do you know what I, I mean? Know. We, yeah. A lot. How many times do you run through the alphabet in three years? You know, it's 26 six once times. a week, six times, six times. So that's a lot. a lot of episodes we've done. Yeah. I'm trying to do the math, but I don't want to. Well, I mean, it's like 52 times, just 52 times three, it's 150, mm -hmm. 156 um, plus or minus all the interviews, probably yeah. around 200. So mm -hmm. I don't know. I didn't keep track. I know. So we got a library. If, if you just started listening right. to this and you're like, fuck, these guys are quitting. We're not quitting. We're just taking a long break. And on top mm -hmm. of that, go back. There's 156 of them. <laughs> right. Good Lord. We probably talk about the same one, like the uh -huh. same. We probably do the same subject multiple times. Right. Mm -hmm. And I know that like, if you're anything like me and you, you binge, uh, you find something and you binge it. Cause mm -hmm. I'll be like, Oh, this is really good. I'll go back. It's 156 and... hours though. That's a lot of binging. Yeah. You got all yeah. summer to catch up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe we'll just come back. True crime, true crime podcast. <laughs> yeah. You want to start doing that? Uh, no. Um, it depends. There's only one I listen to that all the other ones are kind of ruined because of the one I listened to. So, Cause well, the last uh, podcast, I can't really listen. I, I was trying, I know we're off topic again, but mm -hmm. I was trying to do that campfire when I like it. I like when they talk about movies a lot. Mm -hmm. You had sent me a link to it cause they were talking about the dark tower. And so, Oh yeah. Then I started going in further into the catalog and doing, cause I paint man. So I just, mm -hmm. that's all I do. I, I burn through audiobooks like that, you know, like. Right. Audible's like, you get the audiobook for a month and I'm like, try me. This shit will be done in like a week, dude, five days, four days, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Well, I think, um, yeah. So I, I just, uh, I don't want anyone to think that we're disappearing entirely. And, no. uh, mm -mm. but I, I also know that, Life goes on, man, and life needs to be taken take care of and needs to be dealt with. And I, you know, we've got other shit going on. So it's like, I mean, it's been a fucking like an a honest, genuine privilege and a pleasure. And I know we keep talking uh, about this like yeah, we're disappearing yeah. forever. Yeah. But that's because you know. you're secretly getting ready to quit, motherfucker. <laughs> um, but no, it's they're uh quit what quit sobriety quit no, recovery, podcast. podcast no i don't think i think if you quit i think if you relapsed you would just relapse <laughs> i don't think it would just would never have... yeah there wouldn't be yeah. a, a discussion about I it i don't think you would yeah like there wouldn't be a going away party where you're like <laughs> i'm gonna start drinking right now at this going away party mm -hmm. no i just be with the podcast i was just joking though right no i plan on coming back i, I or 
if you're into it, I plan on coming back into it later on though, but I already have. Um, yeah. I mean, I have, I have interviews booked for July that I'm doing, mm -hmm. so there's more content coming. And, um, I think we're just going to kind of, we also need to reassess, like I, you and I talked about this before about doing, um, more, uh, media based stuff. So it's always great when an article pops up and I go, Hey, let's talk about this. Cause it yeah. gives us more to jump off of than just mm -hmm. each other and the same old, you know, rhetoric back yeah. and forth. And I also, mm -hmm. I, I also do not want to be known as like, you know, we're just going to talk program talk. Right. right. We're not like an AA not, podcast. Yet. Right. Yeah. And so I think that that's important, whether we do movies or books, I know that we still, there's a couple of books that I want to do with you and that's just going to take time. So yeah, yeah, man. I mean, but it's really been an honor and a, and a pleasure, pleasure and a privilege, <laughs> you know, like yeah. people on Patreon help us pay, you know, they pay for this to, to exist as a thing in the world. Mm -hmm. And that's awesome. I can't yeah. thank those people enough. Yeah. Thank you for, you know, you know helping us put these up because we wouldn't be able to host them anywhere without that, you know, right. with, with the right. exception of what Apple music, maybe. No, I mean, iTunes. you still need to pay for something. Yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, that's huge. That's huge. So, um, but yeah, I don't know. Is there, well, what are your, uh, what are your plans for the summer move? We're going to move. Yeah. I got to get the kid into school. I got to, I've got like two or three more pretty, I got some mural pieces going on. I've just got a lot of art to do. Mm -hmm. I've got yeah. a lot of, you know, because now my new job is painting, you know, I mean, tattooing will probably still stay on the table. It'll just be way the fuck over there. But uh, <laughs> yeah. And then just figure out like, cause we're going into a whole new part of Tucson, a whole new neighborhood. I got to figure out that neighborhood. I've right. spent six months getting acclimated to this part of town. So now I got to go to the other part of town. The weather will be the same, but as far as like the neighborhood, where to run, where not to run, you know, like, mm -hmm. um, yeah. And then getting the, I mean, my daughter starts junior high. She starts middle school. That's crazy this year, you know? And so we got to get her acclimated to a whole new school. That's not Oregon. When we came here and put her in the school here, she was only doing in-person learning, like, two days out of the week and they all had masks on and they were, you know, everything else was mm -hmm. online. And then they would, they decided to go to full school. I was like, well, Olive's not vaccinated and kids can still get COVID and I don't want her to, and it's Arizona, you know, how Arizona's Arizona's wild with this shit. So we put her on, we fucking homeschooled her forever. So now I got to throw her back into the jaws of children. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. And so, and just supporting Megan and her thing and her real estate thing and being around yeah. for her and stuff. Yeah. When she goes to show houses, I go with her a lot in the beginning, like the first time she shows to a client, just cause I just go and hang out, you know, just, mm -hmm. you never know, dude. Yeah. So that's what it is. It's just making a lot of art and getting a house together and hopefully getting a little podcast space or a space I can, sit in where I don't have to kick her off a computer, you know? Right. Right. <clears throat> so yeah. And I'm going to, I'm going to do this workshop and mm -hmm. I'm going to work as much as I can and make some money and pay off a couple of bills. And, um, hopefully, I don't know. I, I really feel like, like this workshop's kind of a big deal and it's already got me thinking yeah. like, Oh, so if I can make time and I can afford to invest this time into myself, like, what is the next thing? What can I do in the fall where I can, what other class can I take or what other kind of workshops are available? And mm -hmm. there's, and it's just, and what's awesome is it. And again, 
I a kind of correlation to recovery is you're like, all of a sudden you're in this room with all these people who are excited about this one particular thing. Mm -hmm. Everybody's super supportive and everybody's really excited. And you're like, holy shit, like maybe there's something here that I should continue with. Yeah. And there's yeah. not any judgment mm -hmm. or resentment or i mean I, well don't get me wrong there's plenty of judgment and resentment in the rooms but yes, you know you find a good group of people right mm -hmm. <laughs> right so like oh okay what else is possible because you know the other thing i don't want to fucking wait tables the rest of my life no i don't think so my body hurts and i i was in my, i was in the best shape i was in when i wasn't working <laughs> financially i was fucking like living on borrowed money but um mm -hmm. I was able to exhaust my body and use it in all the best ways. And it's like, I don't need the repeated stress of waiting tables. You got a, you got a Rodney Dangerfield this shit, dude. You got to go back to school, dude. You're going back to school, dude. <laughs> You're going to do the triple Lindy. Is You're that, writing class. Is it, he does the, uh, the triple Lindy. What? I don't know uh, that. I don't, it's a dive reference. at the end. He was famous for doing the triple Lindy dive. And okay. it was a back to school where he movie. dived from three diving boards. Yeah. You mm -hmm. rewatch the movie. It's a mess. I will. It's problematic <laughs> as fuck. Dude. But it's good though. It's funny, uh -huh. but I'm really proud of you. And it's been great to do this with you too, man. We both helped the, we have both helped each other out immensely throughout this whole process. Cause I don't think I could have done. I don't think I could have worked recovery as well as I could have with you without you. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I think I still would have worked it, but I think to have someone I know really well to be able to bounce hard things off of, you know, is, has been uh, like fucking great. It's been, yeah. Um, yeah valuable, mm -hmm. very valuable, you know, to yeah. be able to have, especially someone I know who's been in the trenches with me on both ends of it, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You were there with me getting fucked up and you were there with me when I was, you know, dealing with not getting fucked up, you know, being miserable on both ends. Yeah. 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 I mean, for sure. And it's part of it too is, I mean, it's, it's a, we're doing this in a public forum. And I think that that is, you know, I've talked about the performative aspect of it, but also yeah. that it's, it's been helpful for me to have it out there and to get feedback from people and yeah. to hear, mm -hmm. hear from Absolutely. people. And it also, there's a certain level of accountability that has come with that, that I don't yeah. think I would have gotten if I was just, when we just started doing our book studies, you know, in private. Right. And I think there's guy. a responsibility to the things we say. We have to be responsible for the things we say and accountable for the things we say to each other, you know, because they mm -hmm. are going out there into the world. So, yeah. And hearing that, that what we have discussed with each other has impacted people in some way has been really valuable too. That's been a total mind fuck actually. To, ha to have someone write me on Instagram and be like, you did this, or you'll send me an email and you guys said this and that. And I just, it just blows me away to think some strangers out there in the world walking around, going on their run or their walk or making dinner. And you and I are coming out of their little JBL boom <laughs> right? box or in their earbuds. <laughs> and I'm just saying some stupid shit and you're laughing at me or yeah. That's so that's, that's been really invaluable. This whole process has been invaluable. It's just, yeah. Yeah, we're stuck it's just time that. to take a break and fucking break. work on some other things. And I, I think that I will probably, you know, um, I'm sure I'll reach out to you and talk to you at some point regardless. Yeah, of course. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. always have to be because of this, you know, oh. and um, I, I think that, yeah. So I, I, I kind of want to leave it there unless All there's right. something else. I mean, I got nothing. Just thank you and we'll yeah, see you soon. You too. Yeah. See you when I see you. <laughs> we'll but, see you around. Thanks again for listening. 
Our music, as always, is by Neglect. You can find more of his stuff at neglect.bandcamp.com. And you can find us on all social media platforms that matter, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And you can reach us at aisforalcoholic at gmail.com. Talk to you later. Yeah.